0: The presenting sponsor of Communicating Good is, well, no one. This is our first episode and we don't have any sponsors yet. But that's so flattering that you thought we have a presenting sponsor. Thank you, you guys. That means a lot. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Communicating Good, a podcast by Samalot Media, a communication strategy and content production consultancy. I'm the Sam of Samalot and your host... In every episode of Communicating Good, we explore culture shifts, trends, innovations, and current events. The world is weird and wonderful. Let's talk about it. On this, our first episode, I'm excited to welcome a good friend of mine, someone who has walked with me through the fires of life's most significant moments, including the one we're going to talk about today. Yes, I'm referring to the hellscape we call junior high. And our guest is Sarah Erdman. Hello. Hey, Sarah. (laughs) Hello, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Communicating
1: Good. Thank you. Thank you. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So, Sarah, you are an acupuncturist by day. I am. A photographer always. I am. Frequent solo traveler who is always either just returned from your last trip or about to leave on your next. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, yeah. And uh, perhaps most important, you are actively and happily losing your verbal filters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm at that (laughs) wonderful stage of a woman's life where you just stop. Giving a crap about what anybody thinks about what you say. Can't come and too I soon. Find it just gets easier and easier every year. <laughs> nice. Those words. Nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so um just to jump right into it, despite our having gone to junior high and graduating high school multiple decades ago, mm-hmm. it is,
1: you know, fun fact, if yes, I may interrupt please. with a fun fact. Mm-hmm. I believe that we are coming up on our 40th anniversary of friendship. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh, because, yeah, yeah, maybe we should give some background. We met in mm-hmm. in sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. Yeah, Sam moved to um, my hometown, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, yep. and um, we, I thought she was this funny, fun woman, and it's
0: <laughs> been 40 years of friendship ever since. Yes, it has. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh-huh. So we have, as I said in the beginning, we have traveled quite a distance mm-hmm. together, right? Gone through lots of, uh, you know, transitional moments in life, yep. and... um you know, come out better for it. And well,
1: hopefully, yes.
0: <laughs> we, we, we seem to have. <laughs> so, you know, as I was starting to say, you know, despite having gone to junior high and graduated from high school many decades ago, several decades ago, fall, which is our season right now, always registers as the start of a new school year, mm-hmm. right? Even though we haven't been in school for a long time. And that tri- typically uh, prompts us to reminisce about that time in our lives, mm-hmm. which was you know roughly the 1980s when we met, right? Mm-hmm. And in recent years, we kind of naturally transitioned into comparing the elements of pop culture that influenced influence us at that time, the music, movie, TV shows, world events, our experiences, whatnot, um, comparing that to things that are on the radar of popular music today or popular culture today. Mm-hmm. And, uh to say we've identified some differences <laughs> is putting it mildly, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we talked about before. Let's let's uh, start off by offering some context, right? Mm-hmm. Let's paint a picture of what junior high was like in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. What are several things you remember the most, oh, man?
1: I don't know because you know I have a sometimes it's a hard time parsing out is this unique to junior high in the eighties or mm. is it just the horrors of junior high I don't <laughs> know like I almost have a physical reaction to the term junior high and right. I feel like that's when I don't know we're we're searching for you know these strings of our identity that we're mm. going to become mm-hmm. um, but at the same time just it's girls are really mean to each other during that mm-hmm. time i think and i think that that's something that just has stayed i don't think that was unique yeah. to the 80s so like when i hear the term junior high I, like i said i cringe a little bit because yeah. i remember just it's a time when you're figuring out yourself and figuring out your friends and um it can be painful along the way mm-hmm. i don't know if that was your you know what you what first comes Absolutely. to your mind yeah
0: yeah i remember you know i remember being feeling not accepted being bullied feeling um a little bit of, uh, of an outcast or apart mm-hmm. from things and mm-hmm. i don't know if i necessarily was but that was just the feeling yeah that i yeah. carried with me yeah um but on a you know on a lighter note something <laughs> right to the serious <laughs> well stuff i think right away. <laughs> the important stuff right yeah, the, the universal yeah. stuff yeah. right that impacts yeah. everyone at that age um couple of things that I remember about <laughs> junior high in the 1980s, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. One was at that time, the Facts of Life television yes. show was very popular. <laughs> and I you know, remember the show, but what I remember more is that we all, for a period of time, Probably at least two or three years, tried to dress like girls from an East Coast prep school, which meant we wore (laughs) Oxford, you know, button down shirts and um, knit neckties. Those looks were very in. And sweater vests. Those were the looks back then. (laughs) Yes, they were. Yep. There was that preppy look. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Right. And I have a lot of memories about at that time what the classes that were called industrial arts. I'm not sure if Mm -hmm. they're still called that or if they're still offered at Franklin Junior High, but things like. Oh, I remember learning to use the printing press. <laughs> the California job case. Absolutely, because that was going to feature, uh, you know, factor very largely into our lives very later on. Very important for our futures. <laughs> the period of time when we ran a printing press together. and
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> very very
0: important. In our early 20s, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the room's always filled with opportunities to cut your digits mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately,
1: no one I did. I remember having to make, like, some type of, like a screwdriver that hmm. we had to something wire it in a way so that it would light up at the end. And I have mm-hmm. no idea what the purpose of that was. I
0: believe, and I'm very surprised that I'm going to remember this because I was so bad at it, but I think we were, we had to make a circuit. Oh, that must wasn't have that been part okay, of, the probably, yeah, yeah, of the circuit? The yeah. was the lighting yeah. up
1: of our the- futures as young electricians of America.
0: <laughs> not as good as our printing press no. <laughs> future.
1: <laughs> Clearly not.
0: <laughs> um, And this, you know, the the mention of industrial arts and especially the screwdrivers that we had to use to make those circuits, that brings to mind another memory from junior high, which is the amount of anger that we saw expressed by some of the teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that teachers still obviously experience a range of, express a range of emotions in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I really wonder if this would pass muster today, though, some of what we experienced you mean like when teachers. teachers
1: would get upset and throw chairs across the room? Yes, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be able to get away with that today.
0: Yes, I remember. I remember that yep. somebody throwing a desk. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody throwing a container of the aforementioned screwdrivers. <laughs> yes,
1: I remember that people too. People
0: hadn't brought their screwdriver in on so time. Those of us who had brought
1: our screwdrivers on time,
0: mm-hmm. yes, uh, were very were traumatic.
1: Punished by witnessing that. Yes, like the violence. Yeah,
0: I don't think. I don't know. I have to assume that maybe there would be some complaints these days that might ride right up the, mm-hmm. the food chain Probably. in the school parents, hopefully
1: parents wouldn't be happy with that
0: hopefully so hmm. so that brings to mind then another kind of big question which is does junior high like the experiences there that we have does that define who we are for life the mm-hmm. person that we become that we've all been to in that time is that who we are today
1: hmm. you know I feel like if you had posed that question to me a few weeks ago, I would have mm. a very different answer. Mm. You know, it's something we go through, it's in the past, we grow, we evolve, but as part of getting ready for this podcast, um, I went through, so uh, to explain to our many listeners out there, Sam and I, we went to junior high, and, and this was in a time before phones, before electronic communication. Before cell phones. Before cell phones. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sorry, before cell phones, I just think... <laughs> We did have telephones. We're not that old. <laughs> they were mounted on the wall with a really long cord. Recorded but, phones. Um, yeah. yeah, we did have phones. Thank you. Sarah. <laughs> but um, you know, no electronic communications in the classroom at least Absolutely. and so yeah. we communicated by passing notes back and forth to each other and we were prolific in our <laughs> communications through <laughs> we the day. I mean I would come home between our circle of friends with probably like five six seven notes that we had passed through the pages of, the of day. notes pages and yeah. pages of notes and I managed somehow to like tuck these into a folder and save them all these years mm-hmm. along with other you know the little bits of memorabilia from those years that we tend to hold on to and Anyway, long story short, I, I pulled those out the other night and started going through them and realized I had kind of an epiphany, feeling like, have I changed at all since then? I read through it and I thought, I I so many of my just perspectives on, on life, on approaching hmm. studies, on friendship, on how I saw the world, still feels like exactly the same to me and it was it was it kind of like smacked me across the face in a way because I wasn't <laughs> expecting to respond to it in that way
0: so interesting so like yeah. what characteristics did um, you identify you know just uh,
1: little things you know not just about who I was but how I tend to collect information mm-hmm. and document things and yeah <laughs> I ran across one note where I was trying to figure out why I liked somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and I couldn't rationalize why I had an attraction to this person, and I just had something in my real life recently where I went through, went through something similar of having an attraction to somebody mm-hmm. and it, not my usual type, very much out of my box, and just couldn't figure it, and and the steps that I went through in that note from when I was 14 years old with somebody are the exact same steps that I went through in my brain literally last weekend, so. Yeah, so I, I then questioned, have I, have I matured? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I haven't matured at all since then. But um, it's just, you know, it, I think it does go back to this question of do we, you know, mm-hmm. those are our foundational years. And, you know, do we build that foundation? And does that stay for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. then? And, and what influences that? You know, I think that's a yeah. question of what influences that foundation as it's being built too.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I was trying to think as in preparing for this, why why I have such still strong feelings I think about, you know, it, my memories of junior high, mm-hmm. right? I, I have very strong emotional reactions, good and bad, to certain things. And I was reading, looking, try, trying to find some research to see if people had looked into this to say, what is the influence of junior high mm. on a person's broader development as, a, as an adult? And there was one statement that really jumped out at me, and somebody said, you know, um, experiences that produce a lot of emotions, those are what create memories. Mm. And that time, like that especially junior high, but, you know, all of adolescence is an emotionally fraught yeah. time, right? Filled with yeah. all kinds yeah. of strong emotions. Yep. So that made, that kind of connected some dots for me. So of course those are the memories that have really stayed with me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that then I think just become foundational pieces that make up the person that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I unfortunately haven't kept quite as many notes as you have from our, <laughs> our, our junior high days. have probably moved more times than I have. Possibly. <laughs> um, but, but I certainly have some. And I can say that I absolutely had that s- same reaction of, I'm that person today that I was who, when I wrote those notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, um, yeah. And in some ways, I think that I was maybe a little more uh, articulate <laughs> in some of, <laughs> some of the notes that I wrote. But um, So I, yeah, low these many years later, mm-hmm, I still, I think, mm-hmm. approach um, perhaps problem solving, maybe, you know, with more maturity, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. some more, I have, you know, some more tools in my toolkit yeah, to, to solve yeah. problems. But yeah. I think the way the, the lens that I have on the world. Mm-hmm, yeah, the way that yeah. I, there's certain things I have certain feelings about and I've that I did then, that I do now. Yep, that has yep. stayed very consistent. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think the, the the formative years are, you know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's our foundation building year. So, mm-hmm. of course, that foundation is going to stay as we become adults and we just continue building on yeah, that. Yeah. So, I think we are the same people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. So, one thing we wanted to talk about, this is another really foundational piece of our of our adolescence were john hughes movies right <laughs> yes and john hughes and specifically things like 16 candles and the breakfast club um and you know in recent years it's become i think really obvious that a lot of those movies um from john hughes were very problematic right mm-hmm. there's yeah, some very, very racist much. content yeah. they're sexist yeah. there's just a lot of things that that um that society's come to recognize are just not right mm-hmm. and, um and yet those, those were very influential oh, yeah, on us growing yeah. up, right? Yeah. So, and I know that 16 Candles, or uh, forgive me, uh, Breakfast Club in particular, had a very large influence <laughs> on you at that it time. Did. Talk about that. Well, I
1: was, okay, I, you know, I think, I don't know if this exists as much today, this idea of, you know, we had these like very specific boxes that people mm. were put into at school, you know, the mm-hmm. jock and the prom queen and, you know, all of those boxes and you had to be in one of those groups. And and so I preface with that by saying, I don't know what, I don't quite know for sure what box we were in. We weren't like the popular kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we were maybe like these kind of, not full on nerds, but mm-hmm. know, maybe a little nerdy. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say that only because I was not like a party girl. I was mm-hmm. not a problem child. I think we were both very good students. We mm-hmm. were good children. You know, our parents were generally pretty happy with us. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the Breakfast Club brought out the rebel in me <laughs> Because it was rated R, first of all, and we were uh, maybe 15 mm-hmm. when it came out, mm-hmm. and so we couldn't see it. You know, R-rated mm-hmm. movies, 18 and over, which is ridiculous because it's a movie geared towards teenagers, but right. I think, and it was for something as simple. They show it on, you know, TV on Saturday mm-hmm. mornings right. now, and right. it was, I think, just a little bit of drug use and probably language, and right. um So we snuck into it. That's what we used to have to do back in the day, is sneak into these movies that Mm -hmm. we wanted to see. So Mm -hmm. we'd go in, and you would maybe buy a ticket to a different movie that was showing next door that was rated PG, but then you'd time it just right so then you could go in and watch the R-rated movie, Mm -hmm. like the rebel that you were inside. (laughs) And um, so we snuck in to see The Breakfast Club, and I think then I told my parents that I had seen it. At some You were point. a good kid. Because I was a good child. I was a good, honest child. <laughs> I was a square. I was a nerd. <laughs> um, and then I, we wanted to go see it again. For some reason, my parents said, no, you can't. And I said, well, why not? I already saw it. And they said, well, because it's rated R like, but I already saw the movie. And it was just, it just became this really weird argument that we had that, you know, led me to have this huge outburst that was highly uncharacteristic of myself. So <laughs> there's still, I think I'd like threw a jar in my bedroom and an <laughs> act of <laughs> defiant drama, which I'd never done anything like that before. And maybe there's still a little <laughs> scar on the wall in my parents' house. And a house scar in that. your heart. <laughs> and a scar in my heart, truly, from that story. So I... Long story to say. Mm-hmm. I had very passionate feelings about this movie and I think it was because mm-hmm. we felt so, you know, coming out of junior high where you are put in like a certain box of who you're supposed to be.
0: Right.
1: And this was a movie that was, you know, trying to cross over those bridges and especially for somebody where you feel like, you know, there's such I think in junior high with girls especially it's all about inclusion and exclusion
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the friendship groups and um, you know, here's a movie that has people crossing the boundaries a little bit more of what that means and i I think that must have deeply resonated with me at the time in that way
0: yeah i understand that and i think that um the 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 kind of the archetypes of the characters that gave some voice to maybe how we sort of categorized ourselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right um and i think we have a clip to play from that movie that talks about that dear mr vernon
1: We accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. And you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, with the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain, and an athlete,
0: and a basket case, a princess,
1: and a criminal. Does that answer your question?
0: Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Oh, yeah. Yes. That will live forever <laughs> with us. <laughs> All right, so I think that's a, perhaps a good note to end on. Is there any closing thoughts about The Breakfast Club or about Junior High?
1: Oh, my goodness. <sighs> <laughs> I hear music. I don't know. It's one of those times. I was just having a conversation with somebody and I said the two time periods of my life that I would never want to go back and relive are junior high and the first couple of years of college, but junior high at the top of the list. Yeah.
0: I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I think that anybody who has chosen a career as being a teacher of that age group yeah. delirves, deserves sainthood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <So laughs> thank you, teachers. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in to Communicating Good. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the snippet of our first episode.